a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. All right, welcome back as we get ready to wrap up Inside Sources on this Tuesday afternoon. Sunshine's even poked out a little bit here in Salt Lake City, so we can tell it's afternoon and it's not just the same gray, socked-in weather that we've had all day. Uh, You know, as we wrap up, just a few closing thoughts. Um, Former President Trump is in a bit of hot water after calling for the termination of the Constitution in some comments he made. Uh, His comments have highlighted a critical need for greater understanding of this important document, this essential document to our country, and building uh, greater trust in it. Uh, I think it's a concern for all of us when we feel like the Constitution itself is being challenged or minimalized for its importance as a foundational document for our democracy. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell responded to a question today about former President Trump's comments on the Constitution. First, let me just say that uh, anyone seeking the presidency who thinks that the Constitution could somehow be suspended or not followed, it seems to me, would have a very hard time being sworn in uh, as President of the United States. You know, at at a very fundamental level, I think, We have to agree, (laughs) I have to agree with Mitch McConnell there, that the Constitution is bigger than any one individual within the country. And that applies whether it's an average Joe like me, whether that's a former president or a current president of the United States, that the rules of the game are set up and we all function within the parameters outlined in the Constitution. And there are, on the margins, places we can debate meanings of this and that and where this comma might be and how that might change this meaning. But as a foundational document, supporting and upholding the Constitution is primary to our responsibility as citizens and especially to those who are elected to office and take an oath to do so. Uh, There's a Harvard law professor, Noah Feldman. He was uh, on Inside Sources earlier this year and talked a little little bit about the Constitution Wanted to replay some of his comments. Uh, talked a little bit about the Constitution and what we learned about this important document during another time of great turmoil in our country, maybe the greatest turmoil in our country, the Civil War. Our Constitution isn't actually fixed and static. Mm. It changes under pressure. Yeah. And, of course, the Civil War was the most extreme form of pressure. And eventually we got the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, which are officially the way we try to change our Constitution. Yeah. But Lincoln changed it even before that. With emancipation. Right. It doesn't mean that we want our presidents to ignore their oath of office. It means we want them to be conscientious and think hard about what their oath of office actually means in practice. It also means there have to be really, really, really good reasons Mm. if you're going to change what the Constitution means on the fly like that. Like the country is collapsing. Like we're at war. Not I lost the election. I'm betraying my own views here. I lost the election but I should be president anyway. That is not an existential crisis. The existential crisis is if someone gets away with that, then we need to be very worried. 
I think that's really good insight, <laughs> which you would expect from a Harvard law professor, someone who's thought a lot, a lot about the, uh, the Constitution. Uh, it, it can't be just about one person, and that's sort of the fundamental element of it. It's about how we all operate and how we all interact and how we all work together to decide the future of our country and the future of our communities. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Um. Feldman also explained how we need to build trust in the Constitution again. We need to rebuild national trust in each other and to remember that the Constitution is, in the end, a compact that we as human beings make with each other. We may need divine help, but fundamentally, it's us. And so a Constitution only works if the citizens realize that we would be very much worse off without the national unity that it takes. And what we should then be able to say is we agree on enough basic things. We agree that there should be a rule of law. We agree that human beings are equal. We agree that the court should protect the vulnerable. And then we can have all the arguments and disagreements that we want about what that means in practice. But if we remind ourselves that we agree on those fundamentals, then we will eventually be okay. And our constitution is robust enough and resilient enough to get us through our current moment of extreme polarization. You know, one of the things I think would be really helpful to our country in general, to all of us, maybe something we can all put uh, put ourselves through a little bit, is uh, a blind taste test. People my age or a little bit older will remember the Pepsi challenge from the 80s that, you know, you'd put different cola drinks behind <laughs> behind a piece of cardboard, behind some kind of wall barrier, have people drink both and to see if someone could identify which one was Coke and which one was Pepsi. The blind taste test in a political sense is to say when people are elected or when they are campaigning and you have some kind of position on their behavior, if you took a blind taste test, if you didn't know who that person was or which party that person was from, would you feel the same way about them? So take something that's really big, like the January 6th uh, attack on the Capitol. That's something that's been talked about over and over and over again. But how many times have you taken this, the moment to just pause and say, okay, wherever you may be on that, if the reaction to it or if the actions taken were done by someone of an opposing party, let's say you're a Republican and you watch those attacks and you say, boy, I got to protect my team. <laughs> or do you, or, or can you look at it critically and say, if those were Democrats, if those were the same people who did the Occupy Wall Street movement, who attacked the Capitol like that, would my reaction be the same as it is? 
And if not, why is it that my team gets to influence me on that? And the same can be said on the flip side. This is not about one party. It's about everybody taking a look at various issues in a way that says, regardless of which team, which team I'm on, which party I may support, how would I look at this if it was the other way around? If you had, uh, for years after an election— someone who said, hey, the election was rigged against me. If you're a pro-Trump, if you're a Trump voter, if you're pro-Trump, if you're a MAGA person, and you look at that and say, how would I feel about that if that had been the opposite? What, let's say Romney had beaten uh, Obama <laughs> in, what was that, 20, 2012. I'm going to get my years mixed up now on the fly here. But if, if Romney had beaten Obama when Obama ran for his second term, and Obama had said the election was stolen and done, basically said exactly the same thing that you've heard from President Trump and from people who support him, would you have felt the same way about it? Would your political position withstand a blind taste test? Would you be able to look at it and say, I feel about this this way on a matter of principle and not just on a matter of supporting my own team? And when you can do that, when you can look at it and say, honestly, I feel this way, this is what I consider to be right versus wrong, regardless of which party is pushing it. Then you found a, a principle or a position that you actually support. And strength comes from supporting positions and principles and not from supporting candidates and individuals. Candidates and individuals will change. People run they win, and then they disappear when their term is over or when they lose. And when they run and they lose, they disappear uh, even more quickly. The stage, the cast of this play changes all the time, but the principles, the fundamentals, the basics of it can't change. Or as Dr. Feldman said there, or Professor Feldman said, it should, it should be able to change, but only, in the, only when it's agreed that we should all change the rules of the game for our collective good and not just for the advantage of one team over the other. This is like playing pickup ball. You know, you used to play football in the front yard with friends. And if you needed to change a rule, you could change a rule. But you had to have everyone agree to change the rule. It wasn't just about changing a rule to benefit one team over the other, to help you win compared to someone else. That's the fundamental there. So take that blind taste test. Think about it. Is your position really your position or are you supporting a team? And I hope that you'll find a way to support positions that you agree with and that you agree with strongly. And go support them with all you've got. But do it in an honest way overall. Marty Carpenter in for Boyd Matheson today. Thanks for letting me ride along with you on Inside Sources. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.